0: So, we heard about Angel Gabriel, like a busy buzzing bee, going around to tell everybody about the births of two babies. And baby Jesus is one! That's right. The first was baby John, and the second was baby Jesus. Now, the angel even told them what to call the baby's name, but he gave two different names. So, Angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, we heard about that last time, and he told her, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means, Jehovah saves, because Jesus is Jehovah, who has come to save his people from their sins. This message, Jehovah, Yahweh, that's uh, Yahweh, you guys, I usually say Yahweh. Yahweh. It means I am who I am, it's God's yeah. name. So the angel was saying this baby is going to be Yahweh who has come to save his people. And notice it says "Who will save his people from their sins. The angel tells us right from the beginning what Jesus has come to do to save us from our sins by forgiving them. Well, the angel also appeared to Joseph. So Joseph was betrothed to Mary and then he found out that she was pregnant. When he found out that she was pregnant, This would have made him feel very sad because it would have made him think that she had broken her promises to him and had gone with some other man. So he had decided to divorce her. So, do you know what a divorce is? No. Divorce is when two people who are married end their marriage. And it's always very sad when that happens. And God doesn't want people to get divorced because it's very sad. But there is one thing that God says, well, if somebody does that, then, the, then they can get divorced because they've already broken the marriage. And when we talked about the other day how a mom and a dad do one certain thing in order to have a baby, if somebody, if one of the mom or the dad does that with somebody else who is not their husband or wife, That's called adultery. That's the sixth commandment. You shall not commit adultery. That's what Joseph thought Mary had done. He thought she had done that with somebody else who was not her husband. And that's why she was pregnant. Because, I mean, what else would he think? She was pregnant. And it wasn't his baby. He knew that. Because they hadn't come together yet. They hadn't done that thing yet. So, he was going to divorce her. But he didn't want to put her to shame he didn't want to embarrass her, so he was going to do it quietly while he was thinking about these things, while he was troubled about all these things. The angel Gabriel appeared to him in a dream. Actually, I don't remember right now. Let's check. I don't remember if it's the angel Gabriel or if it just says an angel. It is Gabriel. I think it was, but I'm not sure. The other, the other appearances of Gabriel are in Luke. This one is in Matthew. it just says an angel it doesn't say that it was Gabriel I think it probably was but it doesn't say anyway so he appears to Joseph and he says Joseph son of David because he was descended from David do not be afraid take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit and he said behold behold all of this, she, sorry, he says, she will give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. The angel gives two different names to Joseph, to this baby will be called. He says, you'll call his name Jesus, Free he will save his people from their sins. And then it says that all of this happened to fulfill a prophecy that the Lord had spoken through the prophet Isaiah. And the prophecy was this. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So Jesus' name, Emmanuel, means God with us because he was God come to be with us, come to live with us, come to be our brother, because he was born as one of us and came to save us from all of our sins. So when Joseph woke up from sleep and knew that he had seen a vision of an angel in his dream, he did what the angel had commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. But they didn't come together, meaning they didn't do that thing, until after Jesus had been born. And he, and he was born, and he called his name Jesus. Now, the next, now, next time we'll hear the full story. So that's Matthew's version of the story of Jesus' birth. It's a little bit shorter. The bigger story of Jesus' birth is in Luke. So... Remember that Mary and Joseph lived in the city of Nazareth, which is a little town up in the area of Galilee. In the Old Testament, remember that the kingdom of Israel got split into two parts, Israel and Judah. Okay? the Sea of Galilee is up in the northern part in the area of Israel. Jerusalem is in the area of Judea, which is down in the southern part. After the northern kingdom of Israel got taken away into captivity, and the Samaritans got abroad, and they lived in the middle, then later, the, the Judeans who came back, they lived up in the north and in the south with the Samaritans in the middle, so there was this distance between them. Okay. So Nazareth is up there, up in the north. But Jesus can't be born in Nazareth, because the prophet Micah foretold that the place where the Christ was to be born Was Bethlehem, the little town of Bethlehem in the land of Judea. He said, O you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are the least among all the clans of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting days. That means he's eternal. He's eternal. He has no beginning, and yet he is going to come out from Bethlehem? To be born there because he's God and man. That's what that prophecy meant. Well, you wouldn't think that a couple are going to move from Nazareth to Bethlehem when the woman is, I don't know, seven or eight or nine months pregnant. They'd have to They had to go 70 miles to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And they, did. and they didn't have a car. They didn't even have a bike. Maybe they had a donkey... Maybe not. Usually in pictures it shows Mary sitting on a donkey. Um we don't know whether they had one of those um, or not. Yeah. They were pretty poor, not super poor maybe, but they were pretty poor. What's Samara? Um Um in the movie we watched every Christmas mm-hmm. How long? No. Every Christmas at church, um about Jesus. Mm. The donkey that um, Mary was sitting on, the donkey that can talk. Oh, well, yeah, that's made up, right? Donkeys can't talk. Yeah, they can. They can. The that... You know, if one day Joseph said to Mary, Hey, Mary, you know, let's move to Bethlehem. She would say, no way, you're crazy. That's too far to go. But something big happened in the world. At this time, the Roman Empire was at about the strongest it has ever been. It ever was. The Roman Emperor was named Caesar Augustus. That means Caesar the Great. That's what he named himself. Uh, The Great King. In the movie, there was, I think it was, the guy that you were talking about, it was like they brought prizes to the new king, that was Jesus, and he got mad and he wanted Jesus to No, that was King Herod. So King Herod wasn't a real king. He was a, a governor in the territory of Judea at the time. But that whole territory, like most of the world that was known to those people at the time, was controlled by the Roman Empire and by the Roman Emperor, Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus... He didn't know anything about the prophecies of the Messiah. He, bar- he probably barely knew anything about Israel or anything about that at all. He certainly didn't know the true God. And he didn't know that he was accomplishing God's plan when he declared a census. A census is when the king decides, I want to know how many people there are in my emper- empire, so we're going to count them. Now, if you're counting everyone in a whole country, that's kind of a lot. That's kind of a big thing to do. So he decreed that there was going to be this census. And what the census meant is that everybody had to go to their ancestral hometown. They had to go to where their ancestors were from to be counted there, to be registered there. What this meant is that Joseph had to go with his family to Bethlehem. Because Bethlehem, even though it's a small, little, tiny town, has a big history. Not only Micah's prophecy about the coming Savior, but also David had been born there. That's where his family was from. That's where Ruth and Boaz were from, like we heard about them a long time ago. So Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem. I would imagine they wouldn't have gone there otherwise, but God was using this to accomplish his prophecy. So this census goes out that everybody has to go to their hometown and Joseph goes up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of Bethlehem, to the city of David, which is Bethlehem. He goes there along with Mary and they're registered and they come there, but there's nowhere for them to stay. So most people in those days in their houses, they would have a downstairs and an upstairs. And in the upstairs, they would have basically two rooms. One of the rooms was where the family stayed in And the other room was like a guest room where family or friends could stay when they came to visit. The downstairs was where the animals stayed. So the word that we find in the Bible for this probably means that all of the guest rooms were full because lots of other people had come to the town to be registered too. So the only place there was left for them to stay was in the downstairs room which is like the stable or the main like like the like or like the barn where the animals are so that's where they go to stay that's where they go to sleep with the animals in the barn whether that was cows or goats or sheep or pigs or whatever it well wouldn't have been pigs or whatever it was and that's where Jesus was born and when he was born to wrap him to put, put clothes on him all they had was swaddling cloths those are strips of of cloth. Maybe they tore it from their robes or from rags that they found and they wrapped him up in those to keep him warm. And the only place they had to lay him was not in a cradle, not in a pack and play, not in a bouncer or a swing, but in a manger. A manger is a feeding trough for animals. So like when the cows are hungry and they want to eat some food, the farmer that comes and puts some food for the cow into the manger and he comes and eats it. So they came and put Jesus wrapped in swaddling cloths in this manger and that's where they laid him. Just think of it. Jesus is the eternal God. He is the one who holds all the worlds in his hands, who created them all with his mighty word. And here he is, a little baby whose only word is a or whatever sounds a newborn baby can make, or a cry or a scream, and his <laughs> little tiny hands are shaking. they don't seem to be holding anything, but this is the God who holds up all things, and this is the God who has all things, who has all riches and and who created everything that exists, but here he is, born in complete poverty and lowliness. For us, that shows how he came in humility to save us like the angel had prophesied and like Micah had prophesied and all the other prophets had prophesied. Here in this one little baby, all of the hopes and all of the prophecies foretold for all of the years and everything that God's people waited for had come true and lay there in this stable Mary and Joseph gazing at him with love and with wonder. Well then, nearby in the fields around Bethlehem, there were some shepherds because Bethlehem was a shepherding town. Remember I said David was from there, but David's family were shepherds. When Samuel came to anoint David to be king, David had been out in the fields watching the sheep. So it's fitting that God should give this announcement of the birth of his son of the descendant of David to some shepherds so he did there are shepherds out there in the fields watching over their flocks all through the night and suddenly Bye. all through the night by by night means during the night suddenly the angel of the an angel of the Lord stood before them the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid and the angel said to them do not be afraid For behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For today there is born to you in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. What a message to hear. And the angel, when he said this, he borrowed the language of many of the prophecies of the Old Testament. Like Isaiah, who said, Unto us a child is born. The angel said, Unto you is born, a Christ, the Lord, the Messiah, the promised one, the chosen one to save you from your sins. And then he told them, this will be the sign to you. Like Isaiah had told Mary, um, uh, well Isaiah had actually told Ahaz, and then the angel's prophecy to Joseph was a reminder of that prophecy. He had said, this will be the sign, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel." So now the angel said, this will be the sign to you of what I'm saying. You'll go and you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And that indeed would be a strange thing to see. There aren't probably a whole bunch of babies wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in animals feeding troughs scattered all over Bethlehem. This would be a very strange thing. And to see it would make them know that what the angels said was true and that this indeed was a savior of the world. Then suddenly, along with that one angel, there came a multitude. That's like a great crowd of the heavenly host of angels praising God and saying, and I think they were probably even singing, but it doesn't say. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's right. Glory to God. Glory to God because here he is accomplishing all the great work of his salvation for us which he promised long ago and because of that there is peace for man there's peace in this child there's peace in the forgiveness of sins which he brings so when the angels departed the shepherds were really excited and they said let us now go to bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came with haste that means they ran and they found mary and joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Then, when they had seen him, and they had seen the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger like the angels had said, they went out and they told everyone all the things that they had heard and seen and how it happened just like the angels had told them. Dad, yes. In my journal that starts this month, I haven't found it yet, I think it's in your car. but one of the months, I mean, Glory to God in the highest. What? The, oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of beautiful songs based on those words in English, because it's just beautiful, joyful words. So they went around telling everyone before they went back to their fields. But Mary, we're told, she kept all these things, and treasured them, and thought about them in her heart because she knew they were amazing things this amazing child who had been born. And so we too, like the shepherds, can run and tell everyone, and like Mary, can hold these things dear and treasure them in our heart for all the wonderful news that Jesus' birth gets to us.